the Cool Jobs Podcast. You're like, where's Saskatoon? Follow Cool Jobs Podcast on Instagram at Cool Jobs Podcast. You know 10 NHL players. The Cool Jobs Podcast is brought to you by Crown Jewel Recruitment. Please tell me there's video. Is there video of this? If there is, we're going to insert some right here on the podcast. Oh, we can do it live. This is the Cool Jobs Podcast with your host, Johnny Jasno. Okay, here we go. Another edition of the Cool Jobs Podcast. We have to represent today because we have somebody from the Edmonton Oilers. Oh, she's representing too. I'm so excited. Uh, cool Jobs Podcast is brought to you by Mark Curtis at Crown Jewel Recruitment. If you're looking for a job, Mark and his team have opportunities in several industries and segments, whether it's finance, sales, engineering, supply chain, or executive. Mark is able to provide the process that identifies top talent and will get you hired. Check out all the job listings, crownjewelrecruitment.com, or search him on LinkedIn. Our guest today, game presentation coordinator for the Edmonton Oilers. That sounds so official. I love it so much. Jen Zanstra. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so excited to have you on the show. Yeah, thanks for asking me to be on. I feel like uh, my job is one of the ones that a lot of people don't know even is even a thing. So I'm excited to like talk about it. <laughs> so true. I, quickly, before we go, go deep into it, like off the top, when I, I go to a hockey game, I'm there to watch the hockey game yeah. and have a couple have a couple beers, cheer on the team, that kind of stuff. During the hockey game, though, you are you're running all over the stadium. Is that is that correct? Oh, I like most of the time I barely even watch the games like I. I, the game finishes and I'm like, so what was the score? Like, what are we at right now? Like, yeah, I always like joke with people. I always say like, you came for the hockey game, but you stayed for the show. And like the show is like the part that me and my crew does. So right. yeah, there's lots oh. of stuff that goes on behind the scenes that a lot of people don't even know about. Oh man. Okay. We're going to get to all of it. Let's start um, <laughs> early on your Ontario girl, correct? Yeah, yeah. Born and raised in uh, Southern Ontario. Um, yeah, I, man, I remember being in high school and we had this class um, called careers and it was literally just like you trying to decide what you wanted to do with the rest of your life. And I was like, right. so like obsessed with it. And I was just like, what am I doing? What am I doing? Like, I don't know what I want to do with my life. And um, looked up a tons of different jobs that we did like tons of quizzes and stuff about what we would be fit to do. Um, couldn't find anything that really like spoke to me. And then one night I was sitting with my mom and for some reason we were watching the news, which like my parents never did. There must've been something like crazy worldwide happening that my parents wanted to update themselves on. And we were just sitting there and my mom just looks at me and she's like, you could do that. And I was like, I could do what? And she was like, you could be on the news. And I was like, really? She's like, yeah, like you, you know how to talk. Like you could be on the news. Like you could read the news. And I was like, interesting. And I like had never really thought of that career path before. And like, and it just like went off from there. I was like, yeah, I can do that for sure. So did you end up going to broadcasting college then? Yeah. And so then in high school, we had like, um, like a placement type course and, my mom was like, well, why don't you reach out to like the local radio station, see if you can get like a placement with them for a semester, like see if you like it. Um, right. and so I did that for a semester at like my local, like small, like hometown radio station. Absolutely loved it. I did like news. I did creative. I did music stuff. I did like a little bit of everything. Like they let me try everything, which was super cool. Um, and I was like, yeah, like I want to, I want to do this. And so um, I applied to Niagara College um, 
because they have their broadcasting program is like film, television and radio. And at the time I was just like, I like broadcasting. I don't really know what segment of it I like. And so I wanted, I liked the idea of trying all three things and kind of figuring out which one I liked the best. And so, yeah, applied for there, got in there out of like 5,000 people that applied that year. I think a hundred of us got in, which was like crazy in and of itself. Like, yeah, it was a rigorous, like, application process like we had to go in one day and like write an exam like with all the other people that were like applying and like get all these like letters of recommendation and like write an essay and like yeah it was it was crazy so when I actually got accepted I was like over the moon like so excited because yeah it's like a very small percentage that actually gets into that program so how how long was your program and then because you moved out west right Yeah. So my program was three years. Um, So in the first year we did all three, we did radio, television and film. And then in our second and third year, we kind of specialized. So it was either the production side or the presentation side. Uh, So presentation was on TV um, or in front of the camera TV and radio. And then production was film and behind the camera TV. Um, and in first year, I honestly like flipped back and forth on like which side I wanted to specialize in. Like I liked all of it. And like, all of my friends were like, Oh, I know exactly what I want to do. And I, I remember feeling like, so like down on myself and like talking to my professor and being like, I don't know which one I want to pick. Like I, like I like so many things. And she was like, that's not a bad thing. Like you will have so much more success in the industry. If you like so many more different things. than if you, if you like kitty corner yourself in one sector of the market, especially in broadcasting, as you know, there's yep. only so many broadcasting jobs out in the world. Yeah. Um, and so I ended up going, I actually, I think when school finished, I had signed up to do the production side of it. And I was like, oh, I want to be a director, like a TV director, or like something cool, cool like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then that summer, I ended up being the summer cruiser for the local radio station I had done a placement at. Um, and I was like on the radio all summer at different events, like doing just like cut-ins, like telling people where I was, what events were going on. Um, and halfway through the summer, I called my professor and I'm like, I'm switching, I'm going presentation. Like, I love doing this. This is so awesome. And so she's like, are you sure? And I was like, yes. And so I switched over to presentation, which in the long run ended up being amazing. And, um, loved it. And then, um, in our third year, we had a placement, um, like an internship kind of idea, um, at wherever we wanted to be in our like TV and radio film, wherever we wanted to. And so I ended up doing an internship at the Bell Media radio stations in Niagara, um, in the promotions department. And the manager I had there, her name was Caroline and she was the best, the best person ever. She literally taught me her job inside and out. Like she was like, I think you're going to be really good at this. I, you seem like you really like it. I want to teach you everything I know. And so literally taught me everything I know. I like, she let me like plan a whole like Oscars party, like, um, with contest winners and stuff. And like, yeah, it was so much fun. Um, I learned a lot from her and did a lot of, got to do a lot of cool things. Um, and then, oh man, from there, I did their (laughs) summer cruiser job with those three radio stations in Niagara for Bell Media that summer. Um, and kind of was just like applying for jobs. Like when you say Niagara though, Niagara Falls, 
Yeah, well, um, those three radio stations no. were in St. Catharines, but like, yeah, the Niagara area, okay. like, we did events in Niagara Falls and stuff and just kind of went everywhere in the Niagara region. Is, it, is that, like, I've only been there once and it was incredible. Was it incredible living there and working there and being part of that community? <laughs> like, uh, I, yeah. I was so overwhelmed. I was so overwhelmed when I was there for the 20 minutes. I was like, what's going on in the falls? And there's so much to see. And and I can't it's only so imagine. It's funny. I like, yeah, because I lived there for three years and I say that to people all the time. I was like, out of the three years that I lived there, I bet you I went to like the actual falls, like three times like we would go like me and my friends would go at christmas time to like see all the lights and like that was it otherwise we didn't really like spend a lot of time in niagara falls um but i loved i loved the niagara region like there's so many wineries and just so many festivals all the time and like i always right. say if i moved back to ontario like i would want to move back to the niagara region it's just such a nice place to live um and there's just always cool things going on and it's yeah it's super pretty some so from there out west, <laughs> you you went to BC, right? Yeah. So, like that's that a summer, huge was, move. That's a huge. Yeah, <laughs> man. I still, still to this day, I still like look back on it, and I'm like, how did I do that? And like my mom says it all the time. She's like, you were such like a like a planner, like worry wart, like in my head. And when I moved out to BC, I just like. I remember driving into Nelson where I was going to be moving and my mom was like, are you freaking out yet? Like, are you okay? I'm like, I'm fine. Like, this will be cool. And my mom's like, how are you not freaking out? Like, this is yeah, not yeah, yeah. the gen that like, I don't know. I just like, I had this like calm over me and my gut was just like, no, this is the move you need to make. Like, this is what's, this is your next move and you're going to be fine. Like, you're going to figure it out. And like, I had never been to BC before. I had never been out of Ontario at that point. Right. And me and my mom <laughs> took four days. To, I was 20, 21, 22 at the time. Yeah. Crazy. Didn't have any family there, like nothing. Like all my family's in Ontario. Um, yeah, packed up all my stuff into my Chevy Cobalt. And me and my mom drove it across the country for four days and have some wild road trip stories um, oh for sure <laughs> and then um i will tell you one story though because it's pretty funny okay we okay. didn't really like book any of our hotels along the way um and so when we got into winnipeg i think it was it was like or it wasn't winnipeg it was some one of the towns that's like on the border of saskatchewan and and winnipeg on the okay. main highway um we got into that city and we were like, oh, we're going to stay here for the night. There ended up being this like huge agricultural like convention that weekend and all of the hotels were booked and they're like, yeah, there's, there's nothing like there's nowhere in town for you to stay. And we uh... were like, okay, well, I guess we're going to keep driving then. So we kept driving like over the border into Saskatchewan and it was like, 1am at that point and I was like I can't drive anymore like I need to pull over so we pulled over at like the information center we tried to sleep in my car but because like my car is like packed full of stuff like we can't yeah, yeah. put our seats back to even like lay down I think we sat there for like an hour and then I was like nope can't can't do it so we ended up like driving to the next town in Saskatchewan and like staying at the first hotel that we could find that had a room and it was like a smoking room like this run down yeah. beat up motel and, and like 
who knows where Saskatchewan? <laughs> but yeah. twenty nine twenty nine ninety five for the night. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Oh man, yeah, wild times. Uh, how long were you in Nelson for then? You're at the radio station there, right? Yeah. So then I ended up getting a job at the Bell Media stations in um, Nelson, BC. So I moved out there for okay. promo coordinator job. Um, was doing like a little I was like promo coordinator and like weekend announcer so I was doing like a little bit of everything again still because still didn't really know what I liked doing the most and so that job seemed like the next logical step to try and see whether I wanted to go more on air wanted to go more promotions um and so I was there for a year and a half which at the time felt like forever <laughs> looking back on it now it's just right. like a little blip in my life um but at the time, it felt like so long. I mean, I know I've talked to a lot of people about it since that absolutely love Nelson. And they're like, how could you ever leave? Um, but for for me, like at that time in my life, I was young. I was like 22 years old. All the people that were my age in that town were either in school or they were living on EI and snowboarding. <laughs> and I was like trying to have a career and like they're like so what do you right. like are you on EI I'm like no I like have a job like a like a full-time job and they're like what do you mean I'm like I, a job like do you right, know what right. that means like and so yeah so I, I didn't end up staying there that long just for that it just like I would move back there now like and I feel like I would love to like retire there um but at that point in my life it just didn't fit where I was at that time during this and whole so, time, yeah. school, uh, radio stations in Ontario, the Nelson, are you in, are you super interested into sports? Have you been into sports your whole life? Like, because it seems like yeah, yeah. I I've been into super and into sports like hockey. My family, like being from Ontario, my parents are huge Maple Leafs fans. But um, <laughs> we don't were, you Maple, <laughs> were you a Maple Leafs fan growing up? I was never a Leafs fans growing up. No, oh, okay, I. Okay. Uh, I, I started really watching hockey in the era of like Sidney Crosby and Jonathan right. Taves. So I was always on the Penguins Blackhawks train, um, just being a young girl watching hockey. Um, was never on the Maple Leafs train because, well, they weren't very good when I was younger anyway. So um, didn't want to cheer for the team that was losing, okay. obviously. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, my family was always huge into hockey. And so it was just kind of like always something in the back of my mind that I was like, yeah, like doing sports one day would be super cool, but I never really like saw a way into it, I guess. Like when I was right. in college, there were guys in my program that were like, wanted to become play by play announcers. And they knew like every, every stat you could think of about like every athlete in the world. And I like, didn't know that stuff. So I didn't think there was really like a chance for me to get into it. It was always like a dream of mine to like go to the Olympics someday and like do something with the Olympics. Right. Um, cool. Which is still a dream of mine to this day. One day awesome. we'll figure that out. But, um, yeah, it was just like, it was in the back of my mind right. and like a big dream, but it didn't seem feasible at the time when I moved to BC. Um, how, how, how long were you in Nelson then? A year and a half. So yeah, okay. I wasn't, oh, so yeah. Not, not super long. Not super long, but long enough for me to get it uh, tattooed on my arm there. So <laughs> Nice, I like it. Yeah. I like it. Uh, so then you made the jump to Edmonton. 
Yeah, so then a job with Bell Media in Edmonton came up, as you know, Johnny, because that's where yeah, we yeah, met. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where um, we met. Absolutely. And I, uh, when the job posting came up, I messaged Chris Kelly, who's now uh, in Toronto, and I and yeah. I went to college with him. Um, messaged him, and I was like, um, "Should I do this?" And he was like, "Yeah, get the heck out of BC, like come to Edmonton." And I was like, "Okay, cool." Again, had never been to Edmonton before. Right. Didn't know anything about the city. Um, applied for the job, got it and moved my mom again, helped me pack up my car and drive it to be to Edmonton. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, I mean, the rest of history, I'm still here, still in Alberta. Yeah. So, <laughs> so how long have you been in Edmonton now? So I've been in Edmonton for, it'll be six years Crazy. in April, which wow. seems wild to me. Yeah. And that's why okay. I say like, Nelson was such a blip, like on my radar. Like at the time, right. it felt so long. But now I've been at Edmonton right. for six years, which seems wild. So, so walk me through that transition now. Uh, promo in radio, um, it's busy, it's crazy. There's a thousand things going on, especially three radio stations that you were you were with. Um, there's always an event. There's always something happening. So, like that world is just not so to anybody who just thinks a, mm-hmm. a promotion just happens. In, in about five minutes, but it doesn't. Um, when does that gear switch that you need to now go to the Edmonton or or want to a apply for the Edmonton Oilers? And did you was that just a pipe dream? You're like, yeah, I'll throw my resume in. We'll see what happens. Or you're like, I need this job. I mean, a little bit of both. I think like um, when I worked for the radio stations in Edmonton, I worked for TSN twelve sixty um, and. I did a lot of their, their stuff because I liked sports. And so I did a lot of their promotions and stuff. And so at the time they had a deal with the Edmonton oil Kings, who's the WHL team underneath the Oilers, um, in Edmonton. And I was dealing with their like people from the Oilers organizations for oil King stuff, like all the time, um, became super close with them and was always like talking to them. They knew who I was. They knew how I, how I worked. Um, um, and just really formed like a really good bond with the people over there. And so when I decided it was, I had kind of like gotten everything that I could out of my current position in radio. I was like, I think I want to do sports. And one of my friends at the time was working for a sports team and she was like, you, you need to do it. Like you got to figure out how to get into sports because you would absolutely love it. Like it's like the perfect move for you. You love sports. You love hockey. Like you're in Edmonton where there's a major sports um, league. Like you gotta, you gotta try it. And so I knew I had those connections with people at the Oilers already. And so I reached out to, um, one of the guys that was in charge of the oil Kings at the time and said, Hey, like, can we have lunch? Like, I want to pick your brain about something. And he was like, yes, for sure. Absolutely. And had lunch with him and basically was like, I want to work for the Oilers entertainment group. And he was like, absolutely. Like, let's figure this out. Like, I know how good of a worker you are. Like I seen you do stuff before and you're always on top of everything. Like blah, 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 pumping my tires, which was fun. Um, (laughs) Everybody needs that once in a while. I don't care who you are. You need your tires pumped. Everybody. (laughs) Totally. Um, And then he was just like, yeah, like let's figure it out. And so for the next like 10 months, I think I was just like watching, um, their like job channel to see what was coming up. Um, 
and just waiting, honestly, for an opportunity to come up that I thought I would be qualified for. Um, something came up with the oil Kings and I, it was like a communications manager job, I think. And I was like, Oh, this seems pretty cool. Like, I feel like I could do that. Um, at the time I, I thought because I had no experience in sports whatsoever, I didn't have any background like in sports management or like any kind of schooling for it. I had a broadcasting diploma. Um, I thought I would have to start with oil Kings and kind of like work my way up, which I was willing to do. Like that seemed like the logical thing to do with any um, career move you make, you got to work your way up. And so I applied for the oil Kings job. Um, I think I had like one like initial like HR interview for it. And then um, the girl that did that HR interview with me called me like a week later and was, Hey, Hey, we have this Oilers job posting right now that I think, you would be a perfect match for it. Do you mind if I apply you to it? And I had seen that job posting, didn't think anything of it. I was like, there's no chance I'm getting this. Like, I do not qualify for this at all. And I I said to her, I was like, if you think that I have like the qualifications, like go for it. Like I, for sure, like that sounds unreal. Um, and yeah, and then she applied me for it. I had like three interviews and they were like, yep, the job's yours if you want it. And I was How- like- how amazing is that person to re to realize you're like, yeah, she could probably do the oil Kings job, but you know what? We have this other one. We, yeah, like, that's incredible. That's incredible. Oh, I, yeah. When I finally started at the Oilers, I like went up to her and I was like, thank you so much. Like you, like that's, I mean, she was doing her job really well. <laughs> Absolutely. So I, I just like thanked her so much. Um, obviously my connections, like, like the guy that I was connecting with at the oil Kings helped a lot too. Like he um, ended up being like really good friends with the guy, the like boss manager of my department. And so it was like, Crazy. you got to hire her. Like you're kind of dumb if you're, if you don't. So oh my gosh. Um, yeah, it was, yeah, it's, it's wild. Every time I tell people that story, I'm like, I, I don't know. I just like, it's wild. <laughs> it's, it was meant to be. It honestly was. It was, it meant was. To be. And honestly, like I, I think, I think it was just like really good timing. Like my bosses were looking for someone that knew how to manage a team. um, Cause the person that was in my job before me wasn't super keen on managing a team. And I managed the Oilers ice crew. Um, And in radio, I managed our street team for all three radio stations um, and like hired all of them and trained them and everything. And so like, that was like their main focus on what they were looking for is someone that could manage a team. And I had experience doing that. They didn't care if I didn't have any experience in sports or like, whatever, we can teach you that. Like we need like management skills, which sometimes is hard to teach people. So the cool jobs podcast is brought to you by crown jewel recruitment. Hi there, Mark Curtis, managing partner, crown jewel recruitment. We are very excited to partner with the cool jobs podcast. A little bit about us, we specialize in mid to senior level management positions, all types of industries. We also have entry level all the way through to executive suite. If you'd like to learn more, please check out crownjewelrecruitment.com. Like Cool Jobs Podcast on Facebook at Cool Jobs Podcast. Okay, I have so many questions about your current job. Like I, I don't even know where to start, honestly, because so much you do happens weeks in advance to actual game night and everything. So let's just start like um, Friday night, there's a hockey game. When do you start preparing for that hockey game? Because like you have so much to do. There's so much that happens in the stands, which you're in charge of. Um, So give me the rundown. Let's say seven o'clock Friday night, there's a game. 
where where does your life start with that yeah i would say like for a, a typical game that we have um usually like the week of i'll start looking at like our calendar and see what my my boss has all planned for that game what contests we're doing um any pro- special promotions um on our like specialty nights like we'll like our theme nights so if we have like st patrick's day game or like right, a, right. a special christmas game or um we did hunter's birthday party a few years ago which was unreal um those kind of games we're planning like a couple a month in advance maybe of doing them just because there's a lot and more like for people that parts. don't know for people that don't know hunter's the mascot of the oilers yes, so yeah. yes and we just so his birthday is on february 29th so we only get it on leap years and in 2019 we like just so happened i, I don't know how it lined up but the NHL gods graced us with a game on uh, <laughs> February 29th. And so obviously we had Hunter's birthday party um, cool. and invited all the other mascots from Edmonton out um, to the game. And yeah, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So run me through a, a game day then. Um, wh- what time do you start? Like, what are your hours? Yeah. Like, Matt, I have so many questions. Like what, what does it look like on a game day for you? Um, and then like how many people are working behind the scenes to make the game day live happen? Or I guess like the, cause you guys are focused on everything off the ice, right? But you have, mm-hmm, yeah. you have so many of the anthem singer and the DJ and you and the hosts of the night, um, Chelsea and the in-game announcer and like, it's scripted. I know that for a fact. And but how does everybody know when to talk? And you, I saw you with a headset on. Like I have so many questions. <laughs> Run me through what what it looks like in a yeah, day. Yeah. So my game days usually like if it's a seven p.m. game, I'll usually get there like around noon, which seems okay. crazy. Um, but there's that much stuff that goes on before the game even starts to like make sure everything's ready. Um, do you have a parking pass at Rogers Place? Do you have a parking. I, I do. Yes. <sighs> So jealous. <laughs> Which is very convenient. Yes, yes, I do. I'm very okay, lucky. Continue on, continue on. <laughs> um, yeah, and on like a game day, it's it's a lot of just like just prepping everything. Like um, if we need props for certain contests, um, if like make sure my team has all their uniforms, um, like my ice crew has all their uniforms ready to go. Um, I what is make- sorry, I'm going to derail you here already. What does the ice crew? What are they in charge of? Just the the uh, scraping of the ice when stoppage happens? No. So my orange and blue ice crew is like cut into two different part sections. Really, um, they do do the on ice cleaning and uh, stuff during like the TV timeouts and the intermissions. But then I also have like an off ice team. Um, that helps with contesting and finding contestants and t-shirt tosses and um, handing out prizes and all that fun stuff. How many, people how many ice crew, how many ice crew are there? In total, I have 33 of them on a game night. We have 21 of them working. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so, so it's busy. I manage them and then I manage our um hunter which like as you can imagine uh, hunter the lynx is just a lot to handle just a lot to manage you know <laughs> hunter's the best he's the least of my worries most of the time um, okay cool and then i manage our host who is chelsea bird this year yep. um who yep. you and i both worked with <laughs> yeah chelsea's before. awesome um, <laughs> yeah lover and and that's a whole nother job in itself is hosting all the contests and game and all that right mm-hmm. so are 
are you like with her then in terms of all the time like when she's on the mic and like okay now we have to go to section 226 and then oh now we have to go over here and do this and like yeah are you exactly helping? i kind of like run around like on game like during the game my job is floor director um so i run around with her all game and just make sure okay. that um her mic is working like the camera guy shows up um we got a light if we need it for her shot if uh we have a contestant they're ready and they're briefed and they're ready to go and understand the contest um that my ice crew right. show up with the prizes if we need it or signs or yeah whatever it is um and yeah and is then, there a rehearsal for all this of any kind because like there's no. lots going Every on game is a rehearsal <laughs> uh yeah like i mean the first like few games of the season like we have usually have four like home game like preseason home games that's and that's like a lot of our rehearsal just like getting back into the groove every season and um if anyone's new just making sure everyone kind of like feels it out and like understands the flow of our game but much of our games are like the same flow all the time we just might swap in and out all the contests that we do, like we don't do the same contests every game. Right. right? So yeah, it's just swapping them in and out. And then, yeah, it's (laughs) no rehearsals. (laughs) Just go with it. (laughs) How much of the actual game do you get to see then? Or you're not, you're just running around. Um, Oh man, I maybe see like 40% of the game. Like if I'm standing there waiting for a timeout, like that's it. And like I said, I get to the end of the game and I'm like, what was the score again? Like, I know we won, but like, what was the score? (laughs) What happened? Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, Do you know all the secret cool passageways then? How to get fast to different sections all over the rink? I I would like to say that I did. I would like to say after three years of working there, I would know all of the like secret tunnels and like stairwells, but I don't. Like even just this year, I you discovered don't? one. No, even just this year, I discovered one, and I was like, why have I not been taking this stairwell? Like this is gonna make my life so much easier. Like what have I been doing? So <laughs> do you wear do you wear a smartwatch and count your steps yeah. during a game? Mm-hmm. Every game. How many, yeah. step, how many steps do you do? You think? <laughs> In a day, I do between like 10 and 12,000 steps in a game day. Yeah. Just no problem. It's a workout in itself. I don't, I don't need to work out. Game days are my workout. Like, that's awesome. Um, So is there a difference in your world from a weekday game versus a weekend game? Do you you guys put more emphasis and more prizing and more push because you think more people are going to come to the weekend and have more party party i guess in the arena versus a weekday game is that is that a thing um it has been in in past years um i think with covid we're just this year coming back we've just kind of been like feeling it out um and kind of using our standard game just because (laughs) things have been changing so much Um, in the past we have done like specialty weekend uh promos and games and stuff um but yeah, I mean, we do like we definitely have like a different playlist that we use on the weekend to like pump up the crowd more and like people are more willing yeah, yeah. to get into it because it is their weekend and they want to have a good time. But I mean, honestly, like sometimes those Tuesday night games can be wilder than like a Saturday night. Like it, sometimes it blows my mind. Like sometimes people show up on a Tuesday and I'm like, oh, you guys are ready to go. Like, OK, like here, <laughs> let's do you, do you find some it- stuff at you. Do you find the atmosphere different when depending on the team that's in town? Oh, 100%. I mean, a game against like 
the Florida Panthers is way different than a game against like the Toronto Maple Leafs. The Toronto Maple right. Leafs game is wild. And I just, I can't with those games, but I mean, but then, yeah, like you could get a random Tuesday against Florida and people are just like ready to go and like excited to be there. So yeah, it's so, oh. it's so all over the place. Like you think you're just going to have like a chill, like Wednesday night, you're like, okay, people might not be into it. They just want to watch right. the, like into our stuff. They just want to watch the game. And then they're like, you throw like a get loud prompt at them and they're like, yeah. And we're like, okay, cool. Let's okay. This is the crowd tonight. Sweet. <laughs> how, how is it a t-shirt just gets people just fired right up? Man. You throw you throw one t-shirt into the crowd. Every the whole place wants a t-shirt. Like where does that come from? I, I can tell you, I get other people that do my job in the league asking me that question all the time. They're like, how? And I'm like, I honestly, I can't even explain it to you. Like, it's just, it's just the teacher awesome. toss. It's just a great time. Yeah, people love it. I know. Everybody goes wild for the t-shirt toss all the time. Um, what ha- is your job what hard? Do you find your job harder when they're losing? Like, in, not I don't say like a losing streak, but just losing during the game and people aren't into it. And it's like, oh, what do we do? We're trying our best to get these cr- the crowd going and into it. And and is it? Yeah, for sure. Is, I mean, do you guys have any c- secret tricks to, to get people going? <laughs> or do you just kind of run with the schedule? And, eh, yeah, happens, I mean, happens. yeah. I mean, a lot of our job is very reliant on how the fans are and if they're not feeling it then it's hard to convince them to feel it but i mean we do our best we that's why we put our t-shirt toss in third period so there we go there you go get pumped up for the t-shirt i used to do uh junior b hockey announcing really big time stuff and Mm -hmm. um if the team was losing we wouldn't announce the 50 50 winner for like three minutes left in the third really just hold them there we just hold them there as long as humanly possible because oh, we're like, that's crazy. Uh, we're getting blown up seven to two. Let's keep yeah. the crowd here. <laughs> I can't say we do that. We don't do that. But I mean, all of our 50-50s online now. So, right. so it's oh, an right. 11 yeah, p.m. Yeah. draw now. But yeah, it's yeah, usually yeah. the t-shirt toss that we're like, all right, guys, third period. Um, we're, we're down. I, I see you go. with the headset on a few pictures. So how much like are you obviously you're in constant communication with everything that's going on. Is it? Is is there like a somebody directing the whole show that is always talking? Okay, DJ, go now. Okay, Jen, you're with uh, Chelsea. Go now. Like that must be a huge just undertaking there, making sure that everything <laughs> runs smoothly, right? Because you only yep. have thirty seconds sometimes, right? Yeah, that's my boss. He's amazing at his job, and uh, I I honestly don't think I could do his job. <laughs> um, he, yeah, my headset's connected to him. Um, okay. And then he's connected to everybody, all of our tech crew, our audio guy, our lighting guy, our DJ, our band, um, me, other floor directors that we have, just everybody and just queuing everybody, telling us what we have coming up um, and making sure everybody's ready to go for our next timeout right. or intermission game or anything like that. So yeah, he's got a, he's got a big undertaking sitting up uh, oh my in the perch, just making sure everybody's ready to go all the time. And he does a really good job at it. Cause like, and, and hockey is so funny because you might not have a whistle for a long time. And the most like, stressful so, games. <laughs> so do you, I'm just, I'm guessing you have an itinerary and a script. Does stuff get bumped constantly then when there's no whistles and this and okay, we're going to scratch that. We can't do that. Okay. No, there's too many whistles now. What do we do? How do we feel? Like, does, 
Well, we have Crazy. so in every period we have we have three TV timeouts, um, and okay. depending on when, um, when they are, we could sometimes we lose a timeout, so we we'll only have two timeouts. Um, depending right. on how much they're blowing the whistle or whether like, cause we don't get TV timeouts if it's like going into a penalty or, or if it's during a penalty or if they score a goal or it's icing right. or like all these different rules the NHL has. And so sometimes we lose them. Not very often we lose timeouts, but, um, sometimes we do. And in that case, we just, um, just try and make it up at a different, different, either later in the game, depending on what happens or during a different game, we'll, um, do it if we have like a client obligation or something that we were applying right, for that right. timeout. So yeah. Um, so the game ends. You've been running around the stadium the whole night with Chelsea, um, making sure your ice crew's doing their thing. Hunter's doing his thing. I don't even know what he does half the time either. <laughs> I um, don't either. <laughs> I like honestly, it, Chelsea and mine's favorite thing is to like we'll just be waiting for our timeout and we're like, okay, where's Hunter? Like, what's he? What's he doing right now? <laughs> Because it's just he's comical. He's the like, kids. yeah, I he's my favorite thing to watch That's during awesome. the game. Like, if uh, I, I think if I was someone like just going to the game and watching, I would just be watching Hunter the whole time. I don't think I'd be watching the game. Like, I, I genuinely like for myself, I don't know how people actually pay attention to the game because there's so much going on and like there's oh so many gosh. other things that you can like between Hunter and like our orange. Um, our Oilers drum and brass crew, like they sit up on the perch and they're constantly doing crazy like bits and stuff. And like my right. ice crew's running around and like Chelsea's like talking every once in a while. I'm like, how do you guys pay attention to the actual game? Like there's so many things to watch. <laughs> crazy. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, when the game's over, do you guys meet after and have a debriefing of how that went? Or you guys kind of just let it sit and then just already you're moving <laughs> yeah. There's so many games. Yeah, usually you at the beginning move. of the season because like everything's new. Maybe we have some new contests. Um, maybe we have new people on our camera crew or whatever. Um, we'll do like debrief meetings just to be like, okay, this is what happened. Let's try this next time. Um, but right. at, at this point in the season, we're like halfway through the season. We've kind of done everything, all the, like the new contests and stuff um, and new features that we have. And we're all like been doing we're, we're 25 games in now so we um kind of yeah, seasoned, yeah. seasoned pros at this point in the season that we all just go home after 12,000 steps i take my boots <laughs> off don't. and i leave <laughs> um so example oilers are on the road currently um when they're on the road what is your like do you guys go into the office every day and do plan for the next game or are you guys like this is chill time let's sit back relax they're on the road let's just watch them from home or do you guys have like things going on that you want to do for next game or the future games yeah like, there's just... always stuff going on i mean even when the team is on the road we have like watch parties at restaurants that we do um oh, on right. away games yeah, yeah. yeah and then there's I mean, always that's, other that, events that's your that's your under your umbrella that is to me go to the... yeah that oh, is wow. me. <laughs> this year um i have trained somebody to go to those events for me which has been really nice but i still make all the scripts and schedule everything and yeah gather all the prizing and stuff for that. So that's under me as well. So just making sure those are running smoothly and I'm setting them up for success. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, we definitely like get time to chill. Like it's not as, um, I was gonna say, when's your day off? Like, when do you get a day off? 
Yeah, I definitely like I I can't speak for all of my coworkers, um, but I keep track of all of my hours, and if I I make sure that I take the time when I when I need right. it, and I mean I can when we have three games in a week, I know that I need it. Like after that, right. you're like exhausted. Like and and like it's not even just like the physical stuff. Sometimes like twelve thousand steps, whatever. A lot of people do that in a day. It's like just being mentally exhausted. Oh, I find for sure. more. Because yeah. not only am I like running around, but I'm I'm constantly just like, okay, if this happens, I'm gonna do this. If this happens, I'm gonna do this. If this happens, I can do this to fix it. Or like just constantly my brain is constantly on fire. Um, like firing off different things and just making sure everything is gonna go smoothly. And at the end of the night I even find like most of the time if the game's done at like eleven, I probably don't fall asleep till like two in the morning because I'm just right. trying to get my brain like my body's exhausted. I'm like laying in bed like starfishing, just dead. But my brain is still just like firing and it takes a lot yeah. to like turn that off. And especially if you're there at noon and you don't get done till eleven, eleven thirty, whatever. Like that's a that's a long shift, really it is. I know it, yeah. it sounds fun you're going to the rink and have a good time entertaining people but it, there's lots that goes into it for sure it's exhausting absolutely totally i mean yeah it's fun like we're at a hockey game but it's still it's still a yeah. job we're still trying to get yeah. stuff stuff done and like put on an actual like show right so yeah it's a it's a lot <laughs> but it's, um, a, it's a fun a lot <laughs> oh absolutely so off season then what happens like the so we're done playoffs everything do you just get summer off now or are you back in the office for doing that kind of um, stuff usually we take season? like yeah usually like our whole office will take like a month off well not off i mean we're still like checking emails yeah. and doing the odd thing but like we take the time to like decompress and like give ourselves that time off just because it's so go go during the season um and then usually once like middle of july comes we're right back into it again planning for next season figuring out what home right. opener looks like do you, figuring out what our schedule do you have to be involved like. do you have to be involved in like golf tournaments around town and all that stuff and make sure people are there representing and everything um, in the summer? yeah that's usually like part of the foundation that's um doesn't fall under my okay. um my job description as much as i would love to i always tell them i'm like i'll come hang out at the golf course like that sounds yeah, fun exactly <laughs> sounds like a fun afternoon to me um yeah that falls under like more of the foundation and like the hockey engagement department um oh, okay, so gotcha. i don't not too involved in that but yeah i mean my employees go to those every once in a while and um stuff like that but yeah like usually middle of july we're like planning for the next season um i rehire my entire team in august so in august we have auditions for our ice crew um and i rehire all <laughs> i rehire a whole new 33 people or bring some of them back or whatever right, it is they all have right. to re-audition every year so yeah it's like a month off and then yeah it, i man i like i oh i don't know how to say this without sounding bad <laughs> Don't say 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 however you want. Um, I it's always crazy to me to look at the teams that go like deep into the playoffs because I mean, as cool right. as it is for the fans, I like think of it from like uh, an employee standpoint, and I'm totally like totally different mindset. Totally different mindset. I'm like, man, you guys like if you're going till the end of like June and beginning yeah. of July, like, and then you're starting planning for your next season, like middle of July, like you get like two weeks off, like, and then how you're often, like back into the swing of it. How often do you talk with other teams and other people in your role from from wherever Dallas and 
Anaheim. Do you, a do you lot, chat lots actually. Of, yeah. 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 Um, over COVID actually a bunch of us like got together that have the same like job title as me, um, from different teams. And, um, just with COVID, we just want, we were like, wow, this is as good a time as any to like get together and kind of like swap stories and like ideas and stuff. And like, talk about like our processes on, um, how we hire a team and like different contests and stuff that we do. And like, yeah, I mean, as much as like, it's funny because as much as like the hockey players are against each other and it's like this giant rivalry, like there's only 30 other people in the league that do my job. So right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nice to like talk to other people that know what I do and like understand my job to the fullest um, and be able to like bounce ideas off of them of like, oh, like we've tried this and it worked really well or like, oh, don't do that. Like we did that. It didn't didn't turn out great. So, um, yeah, it's, it's awesome having those like connections to the other teams in the league just to bounce things that's, off no, of and, awesome. or complain <laughs> do you ever do you ever go on the road no i don't um i am strictly a home team okay. um position um i would love to go on the road one day with them but yeah no i am just home team and then okay, like i said uh, when they're away we do like watch parties and stuff so right yeah yeah, yeah. always something um, to do at home I have to ask this question just because everybody's going to die if I don't ask this question. How many <laughs> Oilers do you actually know and do you ever hang out and do you ever party with them or anything like that? Any any of, any of the oh, above. Do you, and you don't have to say names if you don't uh, want to. But yeah. you, <laughs> I know them all. I don't hang out with them. Okay. <laughs> but um, I do part are of you my on job. A first, is... Are you on a first name basis? Will they say, hey, Jen? Yes. <laughs> okay, good, good, yeah. cool. They know, they know okay. who I am. They're like, girl in the headset, don't mess with her. She's doing her job. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. There's just this mutual understanding. They're doing their job. I'm trying to do my job. Totally, so, you know, totally. And like, yeah, I, I love all the guys on our team. They're awesome. They're all super easy guys to work with. And I have nothing but good things to say about all of them. They're all very, very nice human beings. And it's like, I, I always tell people, I'm like, it's so, it's, it's weird for me to think that they make what they do because right. I don't see them that way. You know, I just like, they're just like colleagues to me. Like, totally. Yeah, absolutely. They're just, I'm doing my job. They're doing, they're doing their job. So, yeah, I, I partied one time when I first moved to Edmonton. Um, my buddy was friends with one of the Oilers, McIntyre. I don't know if you remember him okay. or not. He no, was I wasn't massive. on the team when. It was back in like 09, 10, oh, okay. somewhere, yeah. somewhere yeah. in there. And he, he, they grew up together. They were, they were uh, high school friends. And so he came to town, my buddy did, and said, hey, you want to go to the game? We'll go see McIntyre. Long story short, McIntyre invited us all to the, it was this is back at Rexall, to the bar underneath yeah. the, 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 like a player's bar. We're sitting there having drinks. Yeah. Everly's yeah. there. Taylor Hall is there. And I was like, what is going on? Like, how I should not be here right now. <laughs> We, long, I'm not super allowed in this room. <laughs> I am not allowed in this room. And I should, I'm, this is way above my pay grade. And yeah. uh, we partied and then we went out to a bar with all of them. I've never seen so much alcohol and so many visas and MasterCards on a no. table in my life. 
Oh my gosh. And we ended up at five in the morning. McIntyre dropped us off at my house and, and it was a crazy party night, but that was my one That's and only wild. time partying with Oilers. <laughs> and it was so much fun. Um, but yeah. yeah, I don't know if that exists anymore. Those crazy parties. I'm sure they do, but um, yeah, you don't I'm have to, sure tell, you don't do. have to <laughs> tell me if you've been involved in that. <laughs> I have not. I have not. The players are pretty separate from, I, I mean, it's, yeah, we're, co- we're, we're colleagues, you know, we're not yeah, all for sure. best. I mean, I know it's different in like other cities for sure. Um, but it's not like that at the Oilers. But yeah, <laughs> I love hearing um, like old Oilers stories. They're so funny oh, to me. <laughs> it, was, it was it was crazy. I had way too much drink that night. Um, yeah. Question about your best perk. Like, do you get any cool perks of your job? Obviously, you get parking there. But like, what what else is awesome about about working there? Oh man. I mean, you get season tickets that you get to hand out. No, no, we, I mean, yeah, we do get like, we get tickets every once in a while. They'll like throw out tickets to us, um, which is usually pretty cool or concert tickets, uh, which is always fun. Um, Oh yeah. That's a whole nother thing that happens there that do you get? Yeah. Do you have anything to do with any of that or are you just strictly Oilers? I don't. I wish I did. I And people always ask me that too, even like Oil Kings wise. They're like, do you do anything? I'm like, I am strictly Oilers. I'm right. one of like the few positions in our company that is like strictly just one entity of our company. Right. Um, a lot like of the other Garth, departments Garth are... Comes, Garth Brooks comes down for how many 9, 11 shows, whatever it is. Yeah. You have nothing to do with that. You don't help nothing. Them, nothing. Nope. Not wow. my department. Not okay. my department. Unfortunately, I wish. But yeah, because they that, just kicked me be... out of the arena on those days. They're like, no, Jen. It's not an Oilers game day. And I'm like, but I just want to see. <laughs> I just want to check what's going on. Why yeah, can't and they're that? like, you see this sign? It says you're not allowed in. I'm like, no. <laughs> oh, man. I want to I, I ask you one question about I want to get a tour of Roger's place, a behind the scenes one time, because I think that would be for incredible. Sure. I would yeah, love for to sure. see that. Um, yeah, it just seems like. It's wild. It's so funny when I like hire on new members of my ice crew and they do I like bet. the first two games and they're like, they see all the stuff that goes into like the behind the scenes part of it. And they're like, I had no idea. Like I came to the games and I had no idea. Like they're like, this is like such a well-oiled machine and like every detail is covered. They're like, I had no idea. I'm like, it's yeah, it's why I mean, even when I started, I was like, this is wild. Like you you guys, most, a lot of people don't know, like they really don't know. So your mom drove you to Nelson. Your mom came from Nelson, drove you to Edmonton. Has she been to Roger's place and saw you in action during the she game? She has, yeah. She was actually, my parents were actually just here uh, oh, cool. the end of January and they came for a game. And yeah, they're, my parents are pretty funny as much as they are born Leafs fans. They have definitely embraced the uh, the Oilers fandom. And uh, Good, yeah, awesome. I... I introduced them to Chelsea and Hunter and they were pretty excited. About oh, it. that's so, so yeah. good. Yeah, man. Well, um, I want everybody to look for you next time they're at Rogers place. Uh, she'll be with Chelsea more than likely. <laughs> Make sure you yeah, say hi. Yeah. They have, uh, if you J- see Chelsea bird, I'm right there. <laughs> Jen, you have one cool job. Thank you so much for doing this. And, uh, no can't wait to, can't wait to see the Oilers go deep in the playoffs. I know you don't want to see that necessarily because of work, but we want to. No, I mean, I want to see it. Yeah. I mean, I, I fear for my social life in that point, but I want to see them go just as far as everybody else. I'm a fan just like everybody else is, you know, it's, it's, it's infectious living at Edmonton. I, I yeah. didn't work for the Oilers when I first moved here, but I, I fell in love with them the second I did. So That's it was awesome. like, it was like a good transition starting to work for them because I 
knew everything about them after living here for three years. So, yeah. Oh, that's great. Thank you so much. And you have one cool job. Cool Jobs Podcast is brought to you by Mark Curtis at Crown Jewel Recruitment. With over 200 people hired, Mark Curtis at Crown Jewel Recruitment will find the right person for you. Contact him today at 780-984-8800 or email mark at crownjewelrecruitment.com. Jen, thank you so much. Thank you. The Cool Jobs Podcast is brought to you by Crown Jewel Recruitment. Have a cool job or know someone that does? Let us know. Email johnny at cooljobspodcast.com. You got me through.